Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes Well, we're here! <laughs> oh my goodness! Believe it or not, we're back for another episode of American Brews and Tunes. Yeah, it's been a while. It hasn't been. been. <laughs> uh, it's officially 2021. It sure is. My name is Stephen Johnston. My name is Jesse Titus. And I can't the, remember uh, if I said American Brews and Tunes or not, but... Oh, you that's did. This, you that's did. what this is. The uh, terrible, terrible years behind us, and this one will surely be better. Wink. Well, Maybe we, we all thought 2020 was going to be good at the beginning of the year. Yeah, that's so um, true. And what a year it turned out to be. There yeah, was tornadoes I, uh, and there was tornadoes and bombs in Nashville. Yeah, it was particularly bad in Nashville. Yeah. Besides coronavirus. COVID. Yeah, it's uh, it's been crazy everywhere. Political and social unrest. Yep. There was a major and uh, very divisive and slightly disturbing election. Yeah. Um, the office then, was removed from Netflix. Oh, that's probably the worst one. Yeah, I think that's what did us all in. Let's yeah. be honest. Well, I I just downloaded uh, Peacock for free, the NBC did, streaming thing. I did too. Yeah, I I didn't sign up to pay, and no. I think you only get the first two seasons of The Office for free. Okay. Um, but it's better than nothing. Well, I I got it to watch Psych. That oh, TV there you show. go. I know, I knew you're and, a big Psych fan. It's a. Uh, it's just like watching TV. There, yeah. you know, like during the during the breaks in the episode, they show you really dumb commercials. Oh, so you actually get commercials? <laughs> yeah, it's like just like an ad on YouTube or whatever it would be. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of like what Hulu is like. Is it not on movies? Like on movies, uh, it'll just start and play th- the whole way through. But if you watch a TV show, there's still ad breaks. Oh, okay. Which is kind of slightly annoying because Hulu is not free. You got to pay for it. Oh, uh, yeah, that is annoying. Um, but they have everything, so I let yeah, it slide. True, true. Yeah. But anyway, enough uh, enough going on a tangent there. Uh, we're back with another another episode. Yeah. Um, since we, we typically would would record this specific episode at the very end of the year, but um, it was kind of got crazy with the holidays, so we're doing this at the beginning of the year. This is our 2020 album of the year. Or top five albums, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to call it top five albums. Top five albums of 2020. (laughs) Weird year for music. Yeah, it uh, it definitely was. Um, A lot of artists were out of out of work. Um, I no no shows going on. I think musical output was a little stifled this year. Yeah, it, it definitely seemed like it was. I don't know if artists were hesitant to put out albums or, or release stuff because maybe it wasn't the right time to do it, or maybe because they couldn't support with a tour following that. Yeah, I would. I mean, maybe right? Like that could maybe. be a reason. I mean, or but maybe there, were definitely, there are definitely other artists who maybe drew more creativity or had like more were more deliberate with their releases, kind of like Jeff Rosenstock. Yeah. Um, when he put out No Dream. And Taylor, I don't know if you, you saw, but Taylor Swift has put out two albums this year. Oh, really? Two, like, folky, stripped-back albums that she wrote enti- and recorded entirely in quarantine. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Did um, you listen to them? Yeah, they're, they're both pretty solid. Not, not like, the, the pop stuff that she's been doing for the past few albums. But uh, right. Bon Iver was on both oh, of them. Yeah, I was going to say, I think you, I remember you mentioning that. 
and it was produced by the two guys who recorded and wrote helped co-write it one of the dudes is from the national right yep the other guy's from fun oh the band that you love the most uh, they write very catchy music, but it's not my coffee. <laughs> I, I do, yeah. I just I, it grinds my gears <laughs> for no rational reason. <laughs> I just I just remember in college whenever that song would come on, and you'd just be like, "I hate, I this hate song. it. <laughs> this is terrible." There's no and, reason. It, it's a good, it, it's it's really a good song. I just don't like it. I mean, I agree with you. I'm not the biggest fan of fun either. But it was popular. I'm, I'm a good. I'm a fan of fun, just not the band fun. <laughs> Yeah, everybody loves fun. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? Everybody likes good fun, bad fun, any fun, just not not the band fun. Yeah. Um, um, before we before get started, we get into those uh, we should, jinx. <laughs> we should mention that we're recording this slightly different. Yeah, you might notice our. I, I, I'm assuming our audio is going to sound a little different, um, but we are recording remotely. Yes, we are. Yeah, we've we've got this nice little way to like little setup here so that uh, Jesse's at his place, I'm at mine, and we are recording over the web. Yeah, it's uh it's it's definitely weird just looking at my computer screen <laughs> while talking to you instead of being in person. Yeah. But <laughs> it's different, but that's uh, I mean that's uh, the climate, I guess. Yeah, and that's not the only new thing that we're doing yeah, at least for the we, month of January. And and this is uh, I thought about doing sober October last year. Yeah. Um. But what was I doing in October? Um. It wasn't being sober. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we decided to do dry January. Yes. Um. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's exactly what you think exactly. it is. It's sober October, <laughs> but in January. Yeah. Just uh, no alcohol in, in for the month of January. Yeah, um, so it's like a might, New Year's re- resolution that you only have to keep for one month. Yeah, it's perfect. You don't have to keep yeah. it the whole year. So we're gonna just be reviewing some some non-alcoholic beers, and I know there's a lot of big ones like Heineken has uh, a non-alcoholic beer. There's O'Doul's, um, uh, a bunch of other know, big breweries do that. I know Bush does. Bush, yes, they do. They have they have an NA beer. Um, we're gonna go into the craft <laughs> version because there's some more and more craft breweries have been coming up with uh, non-alcoholic beers for dry January. Yeah. Is it specifically for that or are they just doing, just doing it because? Well, I think it is specifically for us because they all kind of came out at the end of December. Oh, true, true. So I, I guess, I, I'd assume it's for this. Like I, I'm really curious to see in the, the coming months, like by March or April, if you can still find non-alcoholic beers uh, to this extent at stores. Cause I've been yeah. seeing a ton of them. It will be really interesting. Um, I mean, I'm I'm really curious as to what they will taste like in general. I've I've never just had a non-alcoholic beer. Just because I don't know if like taking the alcohol out does that process in turn like change how a beer is going to taste? Do you think, or is I it? So. Maybe they just don't add. I, I don't know. I don't know because it's still fermented. I I really don't know. So I mean, we'll see. Yeah, um, we'll see. This week we're trying the Lagunitas IPNA. Non-alcoholic IPA. Yes. Um, so contains I, less than 0.5% alcohol. Yeah. Here's what it says on Untapped for the description. Oh, A yeah, non-alcoholic full-flavored IPA, dry hopped with mosaic and citra hops. Nice. This 
confounding creation uses the same ingredients found in our highly balanced IPA hops malt yeast water and thus the same <laughs> deliciousness but brewed without the ceremonial fez and ancient incantations that normally take it over the edge. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Yeah, I, I just don't know okay. what to expect at all. Yeah, I really don't either. I mean, I'm assuming it's going to taste slightly different maybe. It would be interesting to try uh, their regular IPA and this side by side. I agree. And this isn't their first non-alcoholic beer. They have the Hop Refresher, which is just a seltzer water brewed with hops. Yeah, that one was really good. Really good. And I think you can get that one year round. So we'll see if this one is. I'm going to go ahead and crack mine open. All right. Sounds good. I'll do the same. See if we can't get some good noises here. Uh, it's it smells like an ipa really it smells pretty good i'm excited actually oh yeah it smells really hoppy yeah. oh like a really a really nice um uh, just hop smell it smells like a hot pellet oh uh, yes it does i've poured mine into my glass and if you were to tell me that this was a lagunitas ipa i'd say looks like one to me <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, it's got the the perfect like dark like a kind of amberish orange yeah, color yeah um it's got a pretty good head on it and it's retaining it yeah the the head does the head look more bubbly to you than normal um maybe slightly but not like i well, don't know don't, don't beers get their uh carbonation from whenever the yeast interacts with the sugar from that, or they can, I believe, force carbonate it when they bot right before they bottle it or keg it. Yeah. So, so I wonder if they had to force carbonate this. Potentially, because depending Maybe. on what they do with the yeast and whatnot. But it smells. It smells pretty good. Looks crystal clear. Like yeah, I'd expect the uh, a, a regular style IPA to look. Yeah. If I had to give it a rating on smell alone, I would say it's like a three point five out of five. Yeah, I'd agree. It's a good smell. Let's say we give this a over-the-web cheers <laughs> try. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay. As, as we always say at American Brews and Tunes, she I think it got a little bit laggy there for a second. <laughs> Probably. I was trying to, to match up with yours. But I know. Uh, oh, here I was, it goes. I was doing the same thing. Yeah, let's give it a shot. There's the clank mm. with myself. Oh, it definitely changed. Uh, it doesn't have the maltiness that I'd expect. It doesn't. It's the the body isn't as full. Yeah, the body is is very thin. Yeah. Um, and I'm not really getting much of the malt backbone that I would expect to to carry these hops. But the yeah. hops are definitely there. The hops are for sure there. The hops taste yeah. nice. It's um, weird, but I kind of like this. It uh, it tastes a lot like their hop refresher. It With does, like but a but little more flavorful. Bit more flavor, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, does it taste like a beer? Not yes. really. I mean, it, it does, doesn't it? Kind of. I mean, yeah, it's got the hot. It's the 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 missing yeah. malt. I think yeah. that that don't really put it. That doesn't really sell it one hundred percent for me. Yeah, I agree. It didn't tell me what this was. Poured it in a glass and gave it to me. I'd say that's a very strange tasting beer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess, yeah, I guess it does taste like a beer in that regard. It does, um, I, yes, but it does not. They, they had more malt to balance it out, but maybe that's how they get rid of the uh, alcohol by stripping I, out some of that malt sugar. I don't know. They must, yeah. That would make sense to me anyway. 
not getting that little bit of caramely backbone I'd expect, but all in all, yeah. I all like all it. It's fine. Yeah, if, if you're going to do dry January and not drink beer, this is a great substitute. Yeah, if you really, really want that hop flavor, this is a good beer. I, I gave mean, it, it is a, refreshing. I gave it a three on Untapped. Yeah, that's a pretty solid rating. And yeah. this would actually be good in the summertime, too, I think. Yeah. I mean, it, it's pretty, it's crisp. Um, I don't have a real lingering in the hops, but it's it's nice. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of like a... Uh, like being slapped with a with like a pool noodle. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. guess. I guess so. <laughs> or like a uh, inflate like the sock and boppers or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't really hurt, but you feel it but still. Yeah, it's it's definitely there, and it's it's not going to knock you over. Yeah, it doesn't pack a huge punch, but it just gives you a nice little love tap in the the hot part of your brain. You can have a whole six pack and still drive home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to have six of these in a row, though. No, uh, it might get it might get kind of weird. Yeah, I think so. I think one will probably be enough for me. <laughs> yeah, but I'm curious to see what other non-alcoholic beers we have over this month. Yeah, Ooh. same here. I'm excited to try more. Um, as, a, as a little look <laughs> into the future, I know we have we got like a dark ale, right? Yeah, another IPA. And a hazy IPA. Yeah, so so the, I'm really interested, especially after tasting this one and how like the uh, there wasn't too much of a backbone. I'm really interested to try the uh, the dark the ale. one. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. Yeah, we'll see how they do it. We'll see how they do it. But um, enough about that. Let's talk about our favorite albums. Yeah, I picked five, and I'm just going to go in order from five to one. Okay. And I also have a bunch of honorable mentions because I had a hard time picking. Okay. Um, but I'll just start with my number five. Go I don't it. think that this is in yours. Uh, okay. It's Tickets to My Downfall by Machine Gun Kelly. That is not in mine. <laughs> yeah, I really would have been surprised. I don't I have actually, that much experience with him, uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Um, and Neither do I. <laughs> be honest, uh, I wasn't a big fan of his. Like I, I had heard some of the rap stuff. And I was like, meh. Um, but I knew Travis Barker was producing this one. It's like his pop punk album. Yes. Um, and it's severely overproduced and really compressed. Yeah. And it's fairly cheesy throughout also. Yeah. I'll, uh, it's, it's the only reason that I know it, that I've heard of it, is because I follow Travis Barker on Instagram. Oh, he, he posted all over about this album. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's I'll say that's the only reason that I knew about it. Um, and from the little bit that I have listened to, it's exactly what you say it is. It's like kind of cheesy and really overproduced. And it is. Um, and which, Anthony I mean, Fantano, like I don't know if you remember him, Anthony Fantano, he reviews yeah. music and he's, he put it in his top 10 worst albums of the year. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's funny. And I, I, I don't know. I just kind of, I liked it. It was fun. I, yeah. I, you don't really go into it like expecting the best thing in the world, but I, I ended up have, enjoying it and it, I, it brought me back to listen to it quite a few times. So okay, that's yeah, why I put go. it in my number five. There you go. If you were to check out one song from there, I would say check out title song. <laughs> that's literally Ticket? what it's called. Oh, it's called title song. I thought you meant like it was called tickets to my downfall. I mean, because that- the chorus says tickets to my downfall, but instead of calling the song tickets to my downfall, they called it title song. Okay. <laughs> which is, Ooh. I don't know. They're trying to be witty, I guess. Who knows? 
The song is better than the title. Okay. I think that's the one song that I have heard from that album. It's a good one. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'll listen to it at some maybe. point. Probably not, uh, though. <laughs> you want me to just to go straight through my list and then you'll do yours? Um, sure. Yeah, we can do that. Because we're going to have some overlap. Uh, it's probably especially with my number four, which is Pears by Pears. Yes, that is also <laughs> a part of my list. <laughs> I'll only talk if about you, it a, a little bit then. If you guys listen to our episode about our Spotify and review, uh, then you will know that this is in, definitely in my list. Yeah, I knew this was your top five, um, but I'm assuming it's probably got a higher place for you than me. I don't yeah, know that we'll, we'll find out. Well, I didn't really give them rankings like you did. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, but, I don't know. I, I thought there was a really solid album. It's like their their signature sound just continued. Yeah, definitely. Um, we got that uh, like the breakneck speeds, a lot of stops and changes, and those little rewarding nuggets of melody. Yeah. Um, if you were to check out one song, I'd say check out "Comfortably Dumb." I would say check out. Um, I think "Dial Up." Um, that's probably one of my favorites because they do all the the fun little interpolations of other songs. Yeah. But like if I was trying to get someone to mm. to get into Paris who maybe never has comfortably I see, what, dumb, I see what you're saying. I think that has like the longest melodic section. Yeah, that's true. It's the least out there, perhaps. Mm, yeah. I um, agree with you. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed that album a lot. Oh, it was fantastic. Um, I I really liked their previous album as well, uh Green Star. Also then fantastic. This album just kind of took it to the next level, I think. Just, in terms the of so much better. Yeah, in terms of like production mm-hmm. and in terms of like consistency, like like I, I enjoy every single song off, off of their yes. self-titled. Agreed. Not that I didn't enjoy every song off of Green Star, but there was a couple songs that weren't as strong for sure on Green Star, though. Yeah. If but we're being honest. I also agree with you. This is a fantastic album. Um, if you're looking to get into some melodic hardcore music. Give it a listen. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, my third top album is RTJ4 by Run the Jewels. Yes, nice. Um, I, actually, I actually still have to listen to that. Yeah, you got to listen to it. I don't know how this was not nominated for a Grammy because it was like a huge commercial and critical success. Yeah. Um, and it had like super timely social and political messages. And yeah. Typically, that's what they look for, I would think. I would, I mean, yeah, I would assume so. Right. But they, I I don't know from, from my understanding, the, the people who like the Academy, whoever that is, um, historically has a bad rap for picking rap albums. Who even is the Academy? I don't know. It's a bunch of like people wearing suits in a dark room. I think (laughs) it's like the, uh, they're like mobsters or something. Yeah. They probably don't even listen to music. I think they just look at the billboard charts and album sales. Yeah. Uh, you would you would hope that they don't just do that, but I mean, I guess they have. There's so many. There's so much music being produced now. They have to narrow it down somehow, right? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I'm I'm not a fan of awards, award shows like that. But I only like awards whenever my favorite groups win. But otherwise, I don't yeah. care for it. <laughs> <laughs> the Grammys is good for the live performances because they usually will match up some artists and, and kind of have some fun things. But the rest of the show, meh. Yeah, agreed. Uh, yeah, but RTJ4 was super duper awesome. Um, 
And the the one thing that, like I was saying, the social political thing, they had a song about cops killing black people. And this was written, I think, in late 2019, but it came out yeah. right after the, the murder of George Floyd. Yeah. Um, and when you listen to the lyrics, it sounds like it was written after the murder of George Floyd. So it's yeah, but it was eerie and, and heavy. Yeah. I remember when uh, you showed me that song. Yeah. So but there's definitely some like real heavy songs like that. But there's also some like bangers that are just fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a lot more compact and heavier hitting than their last album, which is good and bad depending on how you look at it. But um, I don't know. Maybe we'll get to see them live one day. Who knows? If you want to check Hopefully. out any songs from there? I would recommend Out of Sight or Walking in the Snow. Yes. Yeah, you got to check out that full album. It's definitely worth it. Yeah, I definitely need to. Um, Number two. We're getting there, guys. Just about Uh, I'm Separate by Band-Aid Brigade. I forgot that that came out this year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's the first thing I wrote about it. I I, I said, this album feels like a classic because I've, and this is what I wrote down. I've played it to death reincarnated it, reincarnated it and played it even more. Um, like it, it doesn't even seem like it came out this year. Cause it's, I know. I've just played it so much and it seems like an old album at this point. It, uh, it seems like that is the way a lot of albums are this year or just, just this past year in general, just I seems, agree. it seems, it seems like it went by so fast. Like it's, it, it feels so like, fast, but it also was the longest year ever. <laughs> yeah, it feels like just yesterday that it was January in 2020. Yeah, super and weird. What's even weirder is I I relate things as if it was still like February or March of 2020. Yeah, like if someone says, "Oh, that movie came out in December of 2019," I think to myself, "Oh, that was only a few months ago." Yeah, <laughs> but nope, it's right. well over it's a year ago now. Like time just stood still in March. Yeah. yeah, But Band-Aid Brigade put this one out. I believe it was in January, um, early January, maybe mid to late January, but uh, so. earlier this year. Um, it's such a good album from Brian Wallstrom and Zach Quinn. Yeah. Um, they take a bunch of different genres and blend them into these really uniquely different sounding songs that I, I like, I'd say all the songs sound different, but they fit onto a cohesive album. Yeah. They, uh, they do a really good job of, diversifying the i guess i'll use the term vibe of each song yes <laughs> vibe vibe or feel of each song each song's um, vibing yeah i don't uh i'm not with the uh the terms the children are, children are using these days no. but the i believe fleek, fleek vibes <laughs> on yeah the vibes are on fleek for this for this album for sure they're all fleeked out <laughs> <laughs> all leaked out but a great album i also um, really like that album a lot if you had to if i had to pick out two songs to recommend it would either be everything or break the grid yes both of those are good all right and i'm gonna honorably mention uh several albums here and just okay. give one sense about why i'm honorably mentioning them okay go for it there are six of them <laughs> 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 um acdc's new album power up Mm, yeah, yep. kind of surprising because their last two albums like didn't do too terribly much for me, and frankly, most of their more like contemporary albums don't do too much for me. But for some reason, uh, I really liked this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you like classic rock, check it out. Um, Revolution Spring by the Suicide Machines. Oh right, I forgot uh, that album came out too. It's their first album in 15 years, and it rocks. Nice. Um, next is the uh, 
West Coast to Wessex. They split from Frank Turner and Noah Flex. Noah, Noah no, Flex. No Flex. No Flex. <laughs> having, having to say that full title is West Coast to Wessex. The West split from Wessex. Frank Turner and Noah Flex. Yes. Um, that one, like Frank Turner's covers of the Noah Flex songs are so, so good. That's the such a solid half of the album. Yeah, I agree. Um, and Noah Flex's covers of Frank Turner's songs are good, but not great. Yeah, I agree. So that's why I didn't recommend it as my top five. Um, Get Dead's album, Dancing with the Curse. They're a band that I wasn't really a fan of, uh, but then I heard this album. I was like, this rocks. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't Um, listened to that band either. It's worth checking out. Yeah. Fat Mike talked that album up a lot, and so I checked it out, and I was like, "Ah, maybe he was right. Mm, Nice. Um, 2020 Vision by Anti-Flag. That also came out at the beginning of the year. Um, Right but it talked about like all this political divisiveness and it was um, in some ways similar to, but not as timely as run the jewels um, and kind of predicting some things that were going to happen. Right. Um, Pedals for armor by Haley Williams. Um, <laughs> super duper solo album. And that, it seems like that was from several years ago, but yeah, nope, that same. was 2020. Um, and my last honorable mention is dive by I'm the avalanche. Oh, nice. Well, yeah, uh, the, I've been, I've been listening to that, to that album heavily recently same i think if that had come out early in the year it might have made my top five but there's other things that i've just been rotating so much more yeah Uh, my number one album which seems like it came out definitely more than a year ago is circles by mac miller oh that's my number one as well or that's the one that i wrote down first yeah (laughs) i'll say it's i forgot it was a 2020 album yeah Um, yeah i was thinking about what albums i was going to mention today and i was like Oh yeah, Circles came out this year, right? Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> seem like it. Yeah, 2020. Like it's it's so weird. And we talked about this. We have a whole episode devoted to that if you want to check it out. But such a a really good album. Yeah, um, for a whole fantastic. bunch of reasons. Yeah, there's there's sadness, there's happiness, there's quote unquote bangers. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I'd love for for the. I think I said it on the podcast that we did about it, but I'd love to hear anything else that they might put out from the Mac Miller vault, just in case there is anything. But yeah, if, if there isn't, I'm beyond content with this as his yeah, final album. For sure. Yeah. I'd say um, check out blue world or good news. If you wanted to check out any particular yes. songs. Yes. Blue world is a, uh, was one of my favorites off of that, off of that album. Such a good one. Yeah. Well, that's my list. So let's, let's hear what you have. Head on over to my list. And, and the um, yeah. Mac so, our overlap was Mac Miller and pairs. Um, uh, Jeff Rosenstock's album, no dream was one of my favorites. I thought about putting that into either my top five or my honorable mentions, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, I thought it was a really good follow-up uh, or kind of not. Yeah. Not really like a follow-up to uh, um, what's his, what was his last album called? Can't think of it right now. Post, right. It was a good, uh, yeah. It was almost like a sequel or kind of a going back to his interesting like flavor on punk. Yeah, it's a really strange dynamic between those two albums because post I didn't love immediately and there was a lot of long songs, but I listened to it and then grew to love it. Yeah, Um, but no dream I kind of enjoyed quite a bit from my first listen. Yes. Um, yeah, it was no dream is much faster, a little bit less experimental, more, 
I don't want to say safe, but like more, uh, more what you would expect from Jeff Rosenstock. Back to basics, perhaps. Yeah, back, back to basics is a, is a good way to put it. Which is um, not a problem in my book. Yeah, so I, I really enjoyed that album. And I also forgot that album came out this year. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> so, so many albums that I forgot came out this year. Uh, what a year. Yeah, just a ridiculous year. Um, another album that I really liked this year was From Exile. The uh, oh, al- yeah. album, album from the Menzingers. Where I they, forgot about that too. They took their song, Hello, uh, not song, um, album Hello Exile, and made a bunch of acoustic tracks, acoustic covers of their songs. Uh, and I think they recorded that in quarantine, right? Yeah, which kind of matches the, the title, From Exile, almost. Right, kinda, yeah. A little play on that. That was a good album. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's a they, fantastic album. Yeah, they deliberately, like instead of just playing acoustic covers of the electric songs they changed arrangements arrangements added instrumentations and i think they switched up some of the lyrics here and there yeah they switched up some lyrics they changed like the melodies a little bit they kept the general structure of a lot of the melodies but changed up like the rhythm yeah like Um, like even on like america you're freaking me out if you know like the 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 big booming chorus and that that melody if you went into the acoustic version on from exile and tried to sing along it's not going to happen yeah they they changed it up quite nicely on that album. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I thought that was really cool that, that they decided to do that since they weren't like able to play shows or anything like that. They just said, Hey, we'll, we'll re-record some songs, change them up and make them acoustic and release that. I thought that was very cool. Yeah, that was a good, I, I forgot, completely forgot about that album, but really it was a solid one all around. Um, as far as other albums that I wrote down, uh, this is, this is going to be kind of from, uh, from left field for me personally, um, cause I don't, it's a, it's a Christian artist. It's a, Ooh. it's John, his name is John Mark McMillan. Um, if you, oh, yeah. if I, you have I, listened to Christian music a lot, you'll definitely know his name. Um, but he came out with an album this year called peopled with dreams. Um, and I thought it was, there are a couple of reasons why I really like this album. It is not your typical, uh, like worship music. It's not your typical Christian music where they have like really catchy choruses that the entire church can sing along with. Um, they, he doesn't use like traditional like chord structures and traditional instrumentation. Uh, he uses a lot of different like new sounding things or not new sounding, but it almost has like an eighties feel to the album. So not uh, standard CCM. Yes. Not standard CCM. Uh, music. Um, so I, I really like that. I like him as an artist. He's a, he's pretty cool. Uh, and he's not like a lot of, you know, Christian artists are, are very, I guess like preachy is a word that you could use. Um, and he's not very, he's not really like that. Like his music's not like that. So I appreciate that. Interesting. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. It's a, maybe I'll recommend it sometime. It's a, it's a pretty good album. Okie dokie. Um, and I have one other album to mention before, before we wrap this episode up, uh, Bob Dylan released a new oh, album yeah. this past year, uh, called, Dylan. I called rough and rowdy ways. Um, I didn't nation <laughs> of JFK. Yeah. I didn't spend like a whole lot of time listening to it. Uh, but from what I did listen, I really liked it. Uh, he is definitely still the 
old Bob Dylan. Like, and what, what I mean by that is that he's old. And he sings. <laughs> yeah. He has and a he's Bob his, Dylan. His register is very squished and small. Um, but I still, I'm still amazed that after 50 years, he's still writing new music and still able to write original songs that are not what he's written before. <laughs> well over 50 years, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, he's, I know his first albums came out in the sixties. Oh, you're right. 60 years. Yeah. Oof. At I least 60 years. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was judging that based on 2010, honestly. <laughs> Whenever I graduated high school, I was like, yeah, 60, 2000, 2010, 50 years. Well, when you said that, I was thinking, well, Bad Religion just celebrated their 40 years. So that they can't only be have been doing music for 10 years less than Bob Dylan. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah. 60 years. Right. Because it's 20, it's 2020. Yeah, he's uh, still killing it. Did you see he sold all of his uh, catalog, like the, um, the, the rights? Really? Yeah, like uh, maybe a month or two ago. Really, he sold all of his publishing and songwriting um, royalty collection rights, whatever you want to call it. To who? I don't remember. It was a, a major, like maybe Sony or Warner. I, I don't remember specifically who, but it was like several hundreds of millions of dollars. Dang. Yeah, that's really out there. That's crazy. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't need that money, but he no. has it. Isn't it? Uh, just this just came to mind because what's the uh what's the rule in uh for what's it called uh fair use or like whenever it goes to the general public public domain yeah is it 70 years after the artist dies yes yeah so life of the author plus 70 so potentially if we if we and i live long enough we could hear maybe hear or maybe see bob dylan's music like from the early 60s go into public domain yeah, well, I mean, if if he, if he dies, dies, which obviously he's going to live forever, so I mean, if he died today in seventy years, we'd be able to play his songs, public domain style. Yeah, and then I would be ninety nine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> ninety nine years old. Yeah, we'd be put, we'd be almost a hundred. <laughs> I didn't think about that. So potentially, we could live that long. Maybe. What would be more exciting? Being the uh, the pro, like aspect of being a centurion, or like ha- having public domain Bob Dylan. <laughs> I don't <laughs> you know. Decide. Man. <laughs> yeah, you decide. Would you rather? Or yeah, I guess. What would you be more excited about? I suppose by the by that time you probably wouldn't really care how old you are, right? Yeah. Well, if I was that age and I was um, sharp enough to think of the prospect of Bob Dylan songs <laughs> entering public domain, then I would be happy just yeah. to be that that aware <laughs> aware at that age yeah for sure i just think it'll be interesting to yeah. have bob dylan's folk songs from the 60s be in public domain that's so weird i mean it, it'll happen it's gonna happen with everybody's songs eventually yeah true unless society uh, collapses and we all die <laughs> yeah what's more likely we make it to 100 years old or society is gone by then well, with everything that's going on, I don't. I think society might be disappearing soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's hope not. But hey, it I might. hope not. It might. Um, but anyways, looking towards the next episode, we're going to do a one-off. Yes. Of the album that I mentioned very briefly in my honorable mentions, "Dive" by "I Am the Avalanche." Yeah, I'm. I'm excited, man. 
I I really enjoy this album quite a bit. Yeah. I was going to say something about it, but I'll wait till next week to say it. We'll we'll keep all of our thoughts on it until then. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Final thoughts on this beer? Uh, Or non-alcoholic beer, whatever you want to call it? I'm I'm halfway through right now. And... uh, I mean, it tastes exactly the same. I'll definitely finish it. Same. Um, But I wouldn't really seek it out ever again unless... Yeah, unless unless you really want like a hop flavor. Like they say that it tastes like an IPA, but I mean, it's hoppy. It's hoppy. That's what it is. I'd like to compare this side by side with their hop refresher to that seltzer water, just to kind of see how it compares. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I feel like you're going to get a little bit more body with this beer, right? Like just a Agreed, yeah. Agreed. Like, I guess this has kind of has the mouthfeel, like the aftertaste of a beer in a way. Yeah. I remember the other the one being a little more. Yeah, I remember the hop refresher being almost like a little citrusy. Yeah, but that could have just been the the hops giving a little bit of that citrus flavor. I don't know. Either um, way, uh, that's what we're going to be doing next week, and it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, and we'll look forward to uh, doing that episode. So, as we always do when we sign off on American Brews and Tunes. Oh uh, yeah, th- we we get a second shot at this now, Steve. We get a second shot. So, so don't don't listen to my voice. We'll just say one, two, three, three, and then three, and then go. One, two, two three. I went too fast, but that's okay. <laughs> it's so weird I, trying to do that over. Maybe, maybe next uh, episode we'll get it better. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to practice. We'll we'll rehearse next time beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in, you guys. My name is Stephen Johnson, and my name is Jesse Titus. And this is American Brews and Tunes. Peace. Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song. Just as it should song. American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity-beeby-day.